Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Knocked away from Ingles by Batum, and the Clippers have a second chance opportunity. Paul George kicks to the corner. Catch and shoot corner three from Leonard is good. He is deadly on the corner three. You cannot let him have that shot. 51% on corner threes. Kawhi Leonard working in the middle of the floor. Gobert comes out with him. Leonard started most of his actions much closer the other night. Here's an off-the-bounce three, and it's good. 26-10, to 10, L.A. That's six threes so far here in the first quarter for the Jazz. Jazz do not have one. They are 0 for 5. Isolation, Kawhi at the top. Drive. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. Kawhi Leonard just rose up with a right hand. Donovan off a pick, gets some airspace, fires a three and hits. And there they are playing traditional pick and roll against the Jazz, and the Jazz kill them on it. 118-104. Yes, that was the final score. Thank you, David. It's time for the uh, the split story of the day, uh, brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night, or do you have sleep apnea? Uh, check them out. Uh, Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. 2-2, Gordon. That is the series now. Coming back here for Game 5 tomorrow night at Vivint Arena. And it was not uh, it was not a pretty game, really, Gordon. And the first quarter was was something. The clips were all over the Jazz, and the Jazz just... I mean, that you're just not coming back from that hole. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll I tell you what I did, Jake. I went back and watched it again today. I'm sorry. I know, and it it was uh, it was as ugly the second time as it was the first. Uh, there were moments where you could see a little life out of the Jazz, but I mean, this isn't good job, good effort, whatever. I mean, you have got to come play for an entire game, and the Jazz couldn't put things together. They they had some brighter moments. But like you said, they were in such a deep hole early on. Too many mistakes early. Too many offensive boards given up and allowed to the Clippers. Too many turnovers. Too many missed shots. Uh, too many blown assignments on defense. I mean, it just goes on and on. And when you're in a championship chase, and that's what the Jazz are in in this series. I mean, the Clippers are good. And uh, they, they just are not have not shown up in these last two games the way they need to in order – to uh, to be what they want to be, and I, I I guess if you can do something once or twice or three times, you can do it again and again. But the Jazz have just been too sporadic with it, Jake. So I got this tweet from uh, Josh last night, and then uh, the first thing that Lloyd Colt said to me today when I got to the studio was something very similar. But Josh says, looks like the Jazz could have used that pep talk from our guy Gordon Monson <laughs> after all. Maybe he just gave it to Mitchell. Mitchell. And uh, Lloyd Lloyd uh, said something similar, and I got to agree with him. You know, Gordon, I got to hand it to you. You were right. That team, uh, uh, that team really could have used a little more energy out there. They really didn't play all that hard, did they? You think I should head on over to the uh, the basketball center over there and uh, offer my services? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. And let I me mean, go. I'm older. Uh, who's the oldest player on that team? Mike Conley? Mike Conley. It's got to be Conley. So, yeah. you know, I'm like, I, I got I got these guys, you know, tripled up age-wise. So I think I might be able to lend some advice. 
I, 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 hey, I agree. Get get down there. Get uh, get Coach Snyder on the horn. Tell him you want to talk to the, the squad. This is my experience in watching basketball for a zillion years now. When a team is feeling pressed, it tries to do things that it can't do. And we saw that time and time again in this game uh, from the Jazz. They, they, they are going outside themselves at key moments, like at the start of the game. And then when they close the gap down to 14, uh, Rudy Gobert goes out of the game. It gets stretched back out. Then they whittle it down to 10, but there's only two minutes left. At that point, and it's too late. Uh, quick uh, corrections and retractions. We we try to be accurate. Uh, forgot about this. Irsan Ilyasova is the oldest player on the team, and he's listed as like thirty-seven, but he's really thirty-four. Like, yeah. yeah, he's really like forty-nine. <laughs> he's listed as thirty-four years old, having been born in nineteen eighty-seven. Yeah, that that checks out. No, yeah. but look into his past a little bit. He's he's significantly older. <laughs> and uh, Joe Ingles is actually nine days older than Conley. Oh, is he? And believe it or not, Irsan Ilyasova, likely not even his name. That's true. <laughs> true that it's likely not his name. Should we dig likely a little deeper? not even uh, his name. It turns out that he's Elvis Presley. We've got the guys at 60 minutes on it. We'll get to it later. Okay, the guys, it's going that high up, yeah, huh? Charlie Rose. The, the folks there at 60. I don't think Charlie Rose works for them anymore. Oh, well, that's who I've hired. Wasn't he the the old guy giving creepy massages? Was he? Yeah, no offense to Charlie Rose if that wasn't him, but I'm pretty sure that was him. You better be sure. I should have vetted this guy. Yeah, Google it, Google that. Let me know if I'm right about that. I'm pretty sure that's why he's no longer with CBS. But anywho, how did we get there? That's right, that's right my bad. <laughs> Is he the one that had the late night talk show for a while where he would interview guys? Charlie Rose? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh. Anyway, uh, okay, so what's the number one problem that you're seeing, Jake? <laughs> oh, he, he admitted problem. to it even. Hmm. Yeah. Well, what did he say he did? <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, he said, I, I admit to the inappropriate workplace behavior. Uh, giving massages? I don't know. I don't know. I, I should never have brought his name up. I'm so I, uh, Let's talk about the Jazz losing. I, uh, I gave you credit that uh, the team needed to play harder, uh, but on my point yesterday— the problems still exist. Where the things the Clippers were doing, they did them again, yes, they did. and the Jazz didn't really have an answer for yeah. it. And so that adjustment that I was expecting to come in Game 4, for a variety of reasons, I suppose, that we can dig into, uh, didn't really happen. Uh, the way the Clippers were playing the Jazz on defense, specifically blitzing Donovan Mitchell, made everything hard. Yep. Everything on offense looked hard last night. They weren't getting any transition, any easy buckets anywhere. None. Everything, nothing. Zero. Every, everything was really, really hard on offense. And then on defense, uh, you know, giving the ball to Kawhi Leonard, and they they did this. This was interesting. Coach Lacombe compared it to Dirk Nowitzki, and he's right on. Where they give Kawhi the ball at the nail, where you can't double him. And then he just goes to work. I mean, everybody's talking about the the dunk over Derek Favors. Mm -hmm. What people aren't going to talk about is the fact that he got the ball in that spot, beat Royce O'Neal with one step, and Derek Favors really stood no chance at that point. I mean, and he he beat Royce, and and Royce at times played really good defense on this particular play. I mean, he beat Royce with very little effort. But yeah, okay. So th there's that, but then there's the the, pot, the other side of what he's capable of doing, the Jazz are fighting, showing a little life, trying to close the gap, and Kawhi standing uh, about two, three feet 
uh, away from the top of the arc, just pops a three. He did it on two or three different occasions. And so he's got that inside-out game going, and the Jazz, uh, I want to say they can't cover the dude. Well, At least they haven't been able to down there. But see, this is this brings us back to this. This is the brilliance of Kawhi. Who can cover him? I mean, maybe one or two guys on the planet. Maybe. I mean, the, the same has gone for LeBron for years, right? I mean, you say, oh, God, get out there and cover LeBron. Who can cover LeBron? Yeah. Who's who's the size of Carl and moves like John? I mean, Kawhi Leonard, probably one of the few people on the planet that can guard LeBron. And one of the major reasons that San Antonio got that last NBA championship. There's just very few players like that on the planet, let alone few players like that on the planet who also are deadly on the offensive end. So how come the Jazz could beat them the first two games? Well, part of it was how the Clippers played, like we talked about yesterday. But is there a way to make them play like that again? At least, maybe not schematically, but as far as the level of play that they rise to. Now, now here's where I'm going to continue to apologize to Ty Lue. Because what, uh, what looked like kind of desperation and being lost in the first two games might have been a brilliant strategic move. You throw everything against the wall, you see how the Jazz adapt to all of it, find out what works, and just go with it. I mean, that's what he's basically done. The Clippers have, have abandoned the pick and roll almost entirely. They've abandoned how they play almost entirely. They're playing defense differently than they've played all year. And so Tyron Lue, we're, we're sitting there going, geez, he doesn't know what to do. He might have been just an evil genius <laughs> where he made well, the Jazz play all of their cards right initially in the first two games and then said, okay, well, this is how I'm going to combat that. And the Jazz have had no answer for two games. Well, no it helps answer. when you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yes, it does. Absolutely. I mean, because those guys, there have been times when the Jazz have lapsed, but there have been other times when those guys have just been flat brilliant. Correct. And, I'd agree and, with that. And that combination with the Jazz feeling pressure and then making errors, missing shots, uh, it's uh, it, it's a it's a tough combo. I mean, the Jazz if they shoot forty two percent, that that's just not going to get it done. It's not good enough. And I know David has lectured me about looking at uh, field goal percentages, but I'm t- that's not good enough. Not against this team. It's not. And so they've got to find a way. They've got to find a way to calm down. I like what uh, Quinn Snyder was uh, picked up on the mic saying, they're in our heads. That's what he said. He called the offense dysfunctional. We've been watching this team all year. How many times have they been dysfunctional? Rarely twice in a row. See, I know, and you all always like to go to the mental, and I think I think there's so much physical about it. Well, it's both. I, but I think, it seems like it's like the way that game started. It was like the Jazz were in a deep hole. What was the score? What was that score early? Twenty-eight to ten. Well, no, they finished what? the uh, they finished the quarter at uh, thirty to thirteen. Yeah, I mean, at that point, you're cooked. Yeah, I mean, you might be able to scratch and claw your way back in, but at that time, the the Jazz were discombobulated, and it seems like. Jake, you know this from playing tennis, that there are times when you are hopelessly behind. And so what do you do? You just let it fly. You start you start playing. You just play loose. Because you've got nothing to lose at that point. Because you're going to lose. And that's what happened in the, in the second half. In those better stretches of the second half, the Jazz played loose. And uh, I can tell a difference, man. And, and there are times when they clinch up. 
And I know that the Clippers are playing good defense. And, and, and here's the other thing, and you've mentioned this before, Jake. The Clippers, even when they play small ball, are longer than the Jazz. Oh, yeah. Well, And that causes real problems for, for these shooters sometimes because the Clippers are, 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 are taller than they are. And they're able to get some stuff done. How do you beat length like that? Well, Mike Conley might be able to help in that regard, you know, but he's not available. There's a reason, Gordon, I've been telling you all along that I think the Clippers are the best team in the West and should be the favorite. Because all those things that you just said about the Clippers, ignoring the things you said about the Jazz for a moment, for all those things you said about the Clippers are 100% true. Yeah. And then everybody goes, well, why didn't they have the best record in the West? And why did they underachieve against Dallas? This is this, this is the great mystery to me. Why why were the Jazz able to win comfortably in games one and two? When it comes to this Clipper team, that's the great mystery. because And, and we can diagnose some stuff. And I'm, again, I'm going to continue to give Ty Lue credit because the adjustments that he's made have been incredible. But they they are how the modern basketball team is supposed to be built. Not the perfect team, mind you. They could always add different skill sets and players. But you take guys who are, you know, 6'8", 6'7", 6'9", that are 200 and what, Gordon? 220 to 250 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood, you know, that can guard any position on the floor, can shoot the lights out, or, you know, run the pick and roll because they're good ball handlers, or figure out a way to get buckets in the ISO. These these multi-dimensional five-tool players. I mean, they're going to win. Basketball and, is a simple game and super efficient from three-point. They can and, shoot. And, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah, so that that that's a real problem. And there's another problem that we haven't mentioned. Gordon, you think uh, Donovan is hurt and it is affecting the series? Well. <laughs> I, I just don't see the explosiveness out of him, the verticality that we t- that we took that we typically see from him, and uh, and he I think he's pressing. He's he's trying to do too much. Uh, last night he was nine of twenty six from the floor. He had five turnovers, and if you believe in plus minus, he was a minus fifteen. The only player who was worse in that regard was uh, Jordan Clarkson, who was a minus sixteen. Well, now we can get to the bench a little later on in the show because yeah. that is an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not so. First of all, I don't think Donovan's 100. Uh, percent I would guess very few players are 100 percent at this point in the in the season in the playoffs. Gordon, you've you've covered enough basketball to know that the the wear and tear of the season is is certainly a real thing. But um, the Jazz in that game one against Memphis, they weren't holding Donovan out because they wanted to. <laughs> I mean, there was obviously some sort of debate or conflict internally about how healthy the ankle really was. Now, if it were 100%, there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of debate now, would there? So, But uh, he, looked, he, looked, he looked healthier right in Game 2 than he has in these last few games. Okay. Wear and tear? I have no doubt. Uh, you know, I mean, he's talked enough about it in the postgame to know that he's— not 100%, let me mm-hmm. put it that way. But these topics are so tough because you just speculate. Yeah. And, but I don't, I'm just going off of the way – it's one thing to be hurt and be able to suffer through some pain. It's another thing when it affects the way you play. And I, I, I'm not using it as an excuse for Donovan. I'm just saying that I don't see the verticality that I typically do from him. I do not think that Donovan Mitchell's production – 
is the reason the Jazz are now tied at two in this series and have lost two in a row. Well, I, there's, I, a, no, there's a number of things. There, there are a number of things, and I would put Donovan Mitchell's production offensively pretty low on the list. Okay. Uh, now, Donovan Mitchell's production, along with several others defensively, I'll throw that high up on the uh, higher up on the list. We saw a little bit of the zone. Did you notice that? I did. Uh, we saw a little bit of that as the Jazz try to figure out how exactly to keep these guys in in front of them. And I, I still don't know what the answer to that is, honestly. I, I don't know if the Jazz know what the answer to, to that question is. But I don't know. As far as it seems to me, Donovan's sucking it up and and producing, and he's probably managing some pain while doing it. But you know, they're keying the entire defense around him. Yeah. And he's still getting 37 points. Now, here's where I totally agree with you, and I think you're on the money. I think he pressed at the beginning of the game where he's taking too much upon himself. And remember mm-hmm. that temptation we were talking about yesterday? That temptation because you're the best offensive player on the team just to be like, I'll go get this done, fellas. You know, get on get on my back. I'm, I'm taking us home. You know, he's got to fight that temptation because the, the, the whole defense is keyed around stopping him. So you have to enlist some help. To get some relief, and, and that and, and that comes to your Conley point. And when you look at what happened with the Mavericks, I mean, Luka Doncic kind of dominated the ball in that series too, and the Clippers figured that out. And so, uh, are the rest of the Jet? If you take Donovan out of the equation and take Doncic out of the equation, are the rest of the Jazz better than the rest of the Mavs? I would say yes, but right now they're not playing like it. Right. And that that brings us to the bench, but but really the jazz ball movement and Quinn Snyder said it again in the post game. I'm sure you noted that too, Gordon. The the ball movement is the key here. If we want to focus on one thing, and granted there's not one thing to focus on, but if we wanted to hit on uh, offensively what the jazz issue is, it's ball movement. And yeah. what was the problem in the first quarter? So many no pass possessions or one pass possessions. And I don't even mind some dribbling as long as it leads to something productive. Right. And, and the thing with Jordan Clarkson, and when he comes on the floor, usually there aren't a, a whole lot of shooters on the floor. It's a lineup where the, the ball movement, it changes a little bit. Maybe you address his role, I'm not sure. But in the first quarter, at least, or with that starting unit, that the, the ball needs to move. And Donovan himself will benefit from that because he's one of the, if not the best catch-and-shoot three-point shooter in the league. He's really, really good at it. And that ball will come back to him. So... Okay, so let me ask you this. From a strategic standpoint, if the Clippers, the long Clippers, are getting up under the Jazz shooters and making it more difficult for that ball movement uh, to happen, because guys are kind of double-clutching before they pass, because why? The, the Clippers are coming up and sort of overplaying or you know playing in the passing lane, and so that seems to be disrupting things. Uh, guys seem to be hesitant to deliver the ball. Yeah. Like that, and, and let me give an example. It doesn't really fit what we're talking about here, but we have seen Donovan throw that baseball pass to Rudy Gobert time and time again, and he did it last night. And guess what? It's intercepted. Right? Fast break the other way. It's you know I think they're a little baffled in that regard, and then thereby hesitant. It's a tough one to figure out that maybe doesn't have an answer. I mean, look at, uh, um, you know, the the best passer in the history of the NBA, John F. Stockton. What happened in the finals when you put Scottie Pippen, who's 6'8", on him? 
That does make a difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. And yes, they're they're big and long, and they're getting in the passing lanes, and they're. That's you know, why that, Magic was such a great passer because he was so tall. He was a center playing against six feet people. Yeah. Probably Magic helps. Johnson is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. Probably helps LeBron uh, as the best point guard ever too. <laughs> the fact that go. he's he's bigger, you know that is uh, that's true. But no, size and length matters is the point. When playing defense specifically, and they're going to have to figure out a way to get the ball moving. Which and here's here's the optimistic thought from a Jazz perspective to to bring a close to this particular segment. Donovan Mitchell was super optimistic about the second half. He was, and I, I was a little surprised because I, I expected his post-game comments to be a little more on the gloomy side, and not that he was super stoked by any means, but he did talk at length about how he felt good about the second half. And if the Jazz went to school a little bit in the second half and figured out, okay, well, this is how we're going to get some stuff working. You know, they did it as a little dress rehearsal for game number five and learned some stuff coming back home. You know, that could be productive. And I thought the fact that Donovan was optimistic about how they played in the second half, I thought that was notable. Well, that's what the Clippers did here in Salt Lake City. Right, right. They learned, observed, learned, and made the, the adjustments necessary to enable success. The problem is that the lessons that the Jazz have learned <laughs> have been a little more severe. Well, yeah, because, it, and here's where I will not give so much credit to Ty Lue. It's it's really easy to be like, you know, we've got some issues, guys. Let's go ahead and defer to Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or Paul George, who's who is playing much better. Yes, he is. The past two games, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, it, it I joke about it all the time, the uh, uh, the Simpsons episode with the ringers in softball where Mr. Burns points to Daryl Strawberry and he goes, "You Strawberry, hit a home run." And then Daryl <laughs> Strawberry hits a home run and Burns goes, I told him to do that. <laughs> you know, it's hey, get Kawhi the ball. You know, but but the Jazz are going to have to figure it out. That's a tough one because they can't, you know, just go, hey, Kawhi, take it. The Jazz are a team. We talked about this yesterday too. Strength well, of the team is team. That's well, the reason they're a great team is because they play like a team. Whatever lessons they they have absorbed, they better they better utilize them tomorrow night or. This place is going to go dark real quick. They have to get this next game. Wait, you heard they the part to. where I wanted to end the segment on a little optimism, did you? Because because that went dark pretty quick. <laughs> well, on the other hand, there have <laughs> been lessons to, to, to learn, you know? And just the way the Jazz have, have uh, exhibited, have played their hand, as it were, and it showing Ty Lue what they were doing. Uh-huh. Okay. Now the Clippers have dipped their hand down and shown the Jazz what their cards are. Okay. And so now they can take those lessons learned. As Donovan was talking about in the second half, they did that. They won the second half. What did they outscore them by? Uh, 60 to 50? 60 to 50 in the second half. Now, it could nope, be. No, nope, wait, stop. <laughs> Stop! No, you 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 succeeded right there. No, no, no. Could be. Okay. Good job. Save the could be for a little later okay. on. I'm All sure right. it's it's radio magic. But sixty you, to fifty in that second half, folks. All right. Want to remind you, guys, the limit. At Jerry Signer, check out the bold new lineup at Jerry Signer Cadillac. It's definitely not your grandpa's Cadillac. At Jerry Signer Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. More big show next. 97.5 and twelve eighty. The zone. No matter. Most likely lose it again anyway.